Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast brought to you by Red Army Bet, a betting site with a difference. Not only are we offering the best available odds on a United win, we've also got exclusive special bets created by Reds. And as we share half our net profits with the United supporters community, no matter what, the fans can always end up winning. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app, Red Army Bet, about fans, by fans, for fans. Welcome to the latest United We Stand podcast. I'm Andy Mitten and I'm in Moss Side by Manchester City's old ground. That's something I never thought I would say before. Uh, I've not been here since City played here and I'm here through the strangest of circumstances. I've flown to Manchester today and my plane was full of Valencia fans leaving the sun and coming to the wind and the grey of Manchester. And I got talking to some of them about the ticket prices and what they're paying at Old Trafford and I picked up a a car and I've offered them a lift into the city centre and dropped off their bags at their digs in, in Moss Side. So I, I do hope they enjoy Manchester. I hope they enjoy visiting at Old Trafford and obviously I hope they lose the game tonight. But they're very confident themselves. They've got a good team, a good counter-attacking team. And when I said to them, you've only won one game this season, they correctly said, well, we've only lost one game as well. But this Valencia team uh, under Marcelino... They finished fourth in Spain last year after three seasons of finishing 12th. They had three very, very bad years, lots of managers, including our own Gary Neville. But Valencia are a great team in Spain. It's a great city. It's the third biggest city in Spain after Barcelona and Madrid. And Valencia reached two consecutive uh, European Cup finals in 2000 and 2001. And the lads I'm with, they can't really speak um, English, but we're going to try with one of them. But they also, I think, have a respect for Manchester United. I was asking them to name the treble team and they, they were talking about specific details um, during that game. Can we try a little talk in English? What's your name? Jesus. Jesus. It's your first visit to Manchester. What do you know about Manchester United? Kicking off this sobre in Manchester. Sobre uh, Manchester. In English, please. Please Oof. try. No. It's a big club. It's a big club. A big club in England. Yes. And the club. Uh, Which one, one club of more important of the world? Okay. What do you know about Manchester City? It's a new club. <laughs> it's a new club. <laughs> it's a new club. And um, which Manchester United players do you like? Of the current team. Uh, Actuality? Yeah. Uh, Martial? Yeah. Uh, Juan Mata? Yeah. Uh, Pogba? Yeah. And historically, which players? Twiggy uh, in York? Yeah. Uh, Cole in York? Uh, Beckham? Beckham, shouting. Beckham, Ryan Giggs, Paul, Giggs. Paul Scholes. Goals? Cantona. Eric Cantona. Paul Scholes listens to this podcast, so he'll be, uh, he'll be listening um, to, to this. Um, what do you um, think about? One second. What do you think about Juan Mata? He's very popular as a person in Manchester. He's very popular. Yeah, yeah. and uh, as, as a player and a person in Valencia. Yes, he's, he's more uh, querido. Uh, yeah, is respected. Respect and as a good person. People, yeah. yeah. Who is your biggest rivalry with? Is it with Levante? Or Villarreal or Madrid? Madrid. Really? Yes. Why? Ma- Madrid. Uh, Levante or. The Frogs. So, son, mm. sí. uh, son 
club more more little. A small club. More, yeah. Small club. Small club. So there's no no, no rivality of Valencia. No. No. What do you think about the price of tickets for Old Trafford tonight? Because it's more 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 expensive. Yes. It's more expensive. Because it's also expensive for us to go to Valencia, and I don't think it's fair. No, it's justo para aficionados. Yeah. No, 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 es justo. No. It's not fair. No. Um, so we're driving now down Princess Parkway, past the Alexandra Park Estate. I don't know where this podcast is going to lead us to. I'm going to drop the lads in town, point them towards a good pub. I hope they have a, a good time. Can we have a prediction from all of you? Of the game tonight, what do you think the score will be this evening? Win, win Valencia. Which score? Uh, one or one or two. Okay, I leave you here on the street corner. <laughs> um, what about the other guys? What do you think tonight? Prediction, please. Zero uh, one to four, Valencia. Four Valencia. Okay, and you? One and one. One and one, and you? One and one. And who are your best players? Which players, your best three players? I really liked uh, Condogbia Condog. last year, and Guedes was fantastic as well. Yeah. And Gaia is fantastic. Danny Parejo. Danny Parejo, the old captain who was rested when Gary Neville took charge. Um, which other players is doing well? Uh, Colokin from Arsenal. Um, the Colokin from Arsenal. Cool. No, no, OK. Which other players is good for Valencia? The good? Yeah, Los Mejores. Coquelin. Coquelin, sorry. Coquelin. Coquelin. Uh, Condogbia. Yeah. And Guedes. And Guedes. There are your three. OK. Um, I know I've sounded quite upbeat. I'm going to predict 1-1. One, one. Because we've played Valencia eight times and drawn five of the games. Yeah, United are not playing well. And Valencia have not been winning, but they've drawn a lot of matches. And they've got some excellent players. They've got some technically brilliant players. Even when Valencia came here three years ago for a, a friendly game at the start of the season. They looked really, really good. So I'm still happy that it's a Champions League game. I love watching European Cup matches at Old Trafford. I'm going to go into the city centre and then down to the ground and see where it takes us. Just outside the ground, Fergus, you go to every game, you take your children to every game. How are you feeling about the game? Uh, confident. I'm always confident when I come. I'm not, I'm not one of these downcast people. Uh, You're an optimist, aren't you? I've seen, I've seen that. You've, you've been very supportive of Mourinho. Well, I think you've got to be, haven't you? Uh, I'll support anyone who plays in a red shirt. I'll support the manager. I'll do my best. It's, it's not the best, but, you know, we've seen worse. We've been through worse. I think we'll be all right. I think we'll come back. Thank you. Steve, I'll only have you for one minute because I think you might be doing one after the match. But if you don't, if we've been beaten again, how are you feeling ahead of the game? I'm all right. It's, you know, we've, we've been in worse places than this, but it doesn't what, mean... Stoke? <laughs> that doesn't mean that this isn't good enough and it isn't acceptable. But, yeah, I'm all right about it. it, it you know, I'm kind of hopeful that it'll, at some point we'll snap out of it. But what has to happen is... What seems to be going on is people seem to be only able to pinpoint it to one thing. It's either Mourinho or Pogba, Mourinho or Wood. There's a strong possibility it could be just about everybody, yeah, and that's yeah, the bit yeah. that needs sorted. Yeah, yeah. You know, we've got a manager who's not dealing with certain issues and not playing the right way. We've got players' attitudes that are appalling. We've got a CEO who thinks we don't need a defender, but yes, we do need a fucking noodle partner. You know what I mean? Every level of the club is making cock-ups, and when every level of a business starts making cock-ups, you end up with the end result of what we're seeing now and that's the problem so collectively they've all got to, you 
you know, if one of them goes in any capacity, he ain't going to take everything away. We're still going to be in the same sort of position here. So, you know, the one thing that's been definitely a good constant has been the standard of support. Hopefully tonight with J-Stan United Road bouncing. I still think, certainly from West Ham at the weekend, the majority of the, of the support was very, very... I'm not saying the pro how Mourinho is doing, but I think they're definitely still pro we'd like him to sort this out and do things the United way. So that just seems to be where we're at, but something's got to change. You mentioned the United Road. I'm going to go in there for the second half tonight, into the singing section, get it bouncing. Now I'm just going to follow up from the podcast last week where we spoke to the people. To create something in the ground. And do you know what? You know, whenever anybody does anything that tries to improve things, people always start sniping or questioning the intentions. Free quick, mate. Um, yeah, yeah, fair play to them. That's a very Manchester thing, though, that, yeah. you know. Six pound, please. Um, yeah, I'd, well, it prob- I'd, you could probably even say it's probably an even British thing. Yeah. It's just the way it is. Yeah. Um, but nothing you can do about it. I just say fair play to them. Nice to see you. We're recording the podcast. How are you feeling about the game tonight? Um, Take your time on the answer. All right, thanks. <laughs> Think United are going to win? I I put my money on a draw. 1-1. Okay. Okay. Who did you put your money on the draw with? Which company did you use? I used um, Red Army Bet. Which um, which odds did you get? I think it was... I have to check, actually. I don't remember. I also said one all for reasons earlier. 285. Okay. Where were we? We were talking about the... Yeah, People good, put, anyway, putting their head above the parabit yeah, and getting slaughtered. Yeah, good it's luck just, to them. You yeah. know, if, listen, if that ground, and see, mate, if that ground, I mean, Leicester was one of the best home atmospheres I've heard in ages. Mm. Um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was, it was good and fair play to them. So, you know, let's let's see what it does. And if it, if that, you know, it's in two parts of the ground tonight. So if that suddenly creates, and you're probably going to get a little bit of siege mentality and a little bit of Mancunian defiance, and that in itself should start to rally you know, people in the stand. So I'm expecting a really, really big, booming atmosphere tonight, at least until Valencia go one up after two minutes. <laughs> Gosh. <laughs> I don't know about... United, I, we I, I just heard pounds. that City have gone down after two minutes. Club in crisis. Um, the days of City going down, I, uh, I really, really panned for. <laughs> the nights are closing in. It's getting dark earlier. Yeah, and we we're won't see you now until April, will we? We won't see you now until April. <laughs> <laughs> and the... We're stood on some Applesby Way and something smells beautiful. Don't know what it is. Stephen, what is it? Something smells beautiful. A smell of football. I don't know if it's... It's not your aftershave. It's food. I need to get to the bottom of this. Reminds me of football and it's not bad burgers. The United We Stands are ticking over, which is good to see. The um, support for the mag through all these years continues. We have our... 29th birthday this month 286 issues we're going to bring the next one out against Juventus at home and the, the Valencia fans I spoke to before one of their mates we're going to interview him in the away fans section and that's how the fanzine works bump into people go and speak to them in real life make contacts make friendships relationships and you know them Valencia fans I saw today they, they follow their team everywhere they're really good people and I want to know more about their club. I want to know how they feel about their trip to Manchester and ask some questions beyond transfer stuff. Uh, there's a far bigger world in, in football and that's been brought home actually in the last week. A couple of people have died 
Well, last Wednesday, I got two texts in the space of 10 minutes. James Lawton, the football writer, superb writer. It was great to me when I was a young lad. Um, steered me in the right direction when I was considering doing Paddy Creran's autobiography. James himself wrote Sir Bobby Charlton's autobiography and Nobby Styles' autobiography. But I sat next to him a few times in press boxes and... He was a magnificent writer. He'd start writing his match reports with 20 minutes to play. I simply didn't have the talent to do that. I tried to start from the start. And then Mick Burgess. Mick was a really well-known character at United. Not just because he used to sing Suck My Cock, It's Blackpool Rock. Mick was a larger-than-life character in many ways. He went everywhere with United. He was a star of Bill Buffard's Among the Fugs. He was loud, loud, proud... I saw him happier than I've ever seen him in Yokohama after Manchester United have been crowned world champions. He came to my birthday party that night. Seen United win everything. He was a Blackpool Red. He had an incredible capacity for alcohol and food consumption and I don't think I'm doing him a disservice for saying that. But football attracts his characters and I'm glad that it does. I think every club has him and Mick was one of the best. But he was only 55 when he passed away. But this is a man who went to Nigeria on a pre-season game in 2008 and dressed as a Nigerian chief in a big flowing robe with a hat on his head. And the reaction from not just the 14 travelling United fans, but the local Nigerians was one of great surprise, if I put it diplomatically. I don't think you'd ever seen a white man pretending to be a Nigerian chief before. So rest in peace, Mick, and our thoughts and condolences go to Mick's many friends and to his family as well. Um, I, knew, I knew Mick since 92. My first time I came across him was when he, he was singing Suck My Cock, It's Blackpool Rock on a plane to Lisbon for a game to mark Eusebio's 50th birthday. And, well, too many good people have died recently following... Uh, United fans this year uh, James McCarthy was another one who we mentioned in the current fanzine uh, James was famous for being a main instigator of the Ice Bucket Challenge in the summer of 2014 and he'll also be missed I'm going to head towards the ground now get in it's, getting, it's starting to get cold as well flew from Spain this morning it was t-shirt weather glad I bought my big coat I'm more glad that those Valencia fans brought their big coats because when I saw them with sunglasses on I really did fear for I'm outside Old Trafford and there's lots of noisy Valencia fans here. Uh, with respect to the lads we spoke to earlier, I think they speak a little bit better English. Is that because you live here? Uh, no, I, I tell you, I don't, I don't live here. I live in Dublin, in Ireland. Oh, but yeah, I, yeah, but you... Yeah, but I had the speak... chance to come to, to see my, my team and I had to get it, so I'm here for, for doing it. How are you feeling about the game? The game, I think we, we, we have very, very good options because we know that the Manchester United is not... Uh, having a, a good time right now, they have troubles with Mourinho and all that other stuff. So we think we, we can we, we can't even win here today. Can you tell us something about Valencia, your city, which we don't know in Manchester? Uh, what can I say? Uh, you, you, if you have never been there, you have to go there because we have a, a very good food there. The weather is really is really good, and we had a, a lot of sightseeing to to, to to visit there. So. I recommend you, if you have never been there, you have to go there for sure. Who have been your best players this season? The best player of this yeah. season? Yeah. For Valencia? Yeah. 
Well, uh, we have a Rodrigo that uh, is getting better, and Gonzalo Guedes uh, is getting better good form. And, uh, but all the team, uh, they are getting uh, very good form, and I think they will have the big options to win today to um, Manchester United. And you're from Valencia? Yeah, I'm from Valencia, and living live? in Birmingham. And what brings you to Birmingham? Work? Yeah, work, exactly. Yes, I live in 10 years in UK. And what do you think of the UK? What do you miss about Valencia, apart from the weather? And the, the oranges, weather, the people, and the, the beaches, food, everything. And the Benicassim Festival, and the Mostaya, <laughs> and the Mercado Central, <laughs> and you, you the Estacio re- del Norte. You know Valencia, you know Valencia. I miss everything. <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. And what do you do in England? No, I work as a lorry driver, as a lorry driver. Really? Yeah. And there's many Spanish people living in England. I mean, mm. is this after the crisis that people moved for economic reasons? Yeah, especially. Yeah? Especially. And what do you like about England? It's uh, about the balance, about everything. Yeah. I'm happy with my life here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do the English do well? Because you know, I, I, I love Manchester, but I know the weather's not as good as, as it is in Spain. What do you like? Um, because the food's probably not as good here either. What are the people like, the English people, to you as a Spaniard in this country? Are they friendly? Yeah, uh, the atmosphere where I work uh, and everything, the people that I have a relationship daily, I'm happy. I can't complain anything at all. And you follow Valencia on the internet, you can get Spanish, you can get all the games on television? Yeah, I follow daily football, really? it's my life. <laughs> what has been your greatest moments as Valencia supporters and your worst moments as well? My best ones for sure have been, even we, we lost, I've been in the, in the two Champions League finals yeah. in Paris and Milano. Even if I knew that we're going to lose, yeah. I, I will go again because it's a great experience. And, of course, when we won the, the Spanish League twice and also the, the, the European League, it was maybe the, 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 happiest, the happiest time as, as Valencia fans. The, the worst moment, I think I, I've never had that, that, that feeling that I, I, I was living a, a, a bad moment. So maybe I won, you know. I, hopefully I won't have that feeling. So what can I say? Best moment? Greatest moment. Yo, to my mejor momento, in tu vida de Valencia. When uh, we won uh, with Benitez in La Liga. Yeah. I and, went to uh, Valencia in 2004 because I'm, a, I'm a, a journalist of football and I went to interview Claudio Ranieri because mm-hmm. he took over. And I walked past one of the banks in Gran Via in Valencia and you had La Liga trophy, mm-hmm. the European Super Cup trophy mm-hmm. and another trophy. And I thought, these are great moments the for this club. One, the best this one in the history it. of Valencia, definitely. Finally, a prediction for tonight, the score. 1-2. One, to, to Man United, to no, win? 1-2. No. Oh. One, 1-2 one, for Man U. Right, walking past the away turnstiles now, Valencia fans are singing Amunt, Amunt, which is their, their cry. That's their glory, glory. How are you, United, how are you feeling? About tonight? Or, or United in general at the moment? Cause... Well, not happy. But why? Uh, well, I don't like all this out-of-school out talk. You know, they just... I wish they'd keep quiet and just concentrate on football, to be honest. We're fed up of hearing all this negativity of, of our team from our manager and some of the players don't like it. So they're all culpable? 
Well, I don't know about them all, but I, I, I think there are a few who are. Yeah. And they're showing it on the field, aren't they? They were terrible at West Ham. And, you know, some of us got up very early to go to West Ham. What time did you get up to go to West Ham? Uh, about, about half four. Yeah. Half past four. Yeah. Yes. When was your first United game? Oh, no. Go on. Oh, it was in 1957. I, I can't so remember. So you've seen only... plenty of downs as well as us? Oh, yes, yes. It's not the end by any means. We'll be back, but it's just not nice. It's just not nice. We've had enough of it now. Is... Stop and start winning. Is Jose the man? Do you still have confidence in him? Never had confidence in him. No. I, don't, no, I just don't like the man. No. no? Why? I don't like the way he behaves. And he ought to, like Maureen said, like she said, he ought to keep everything in-house. There's too much coming out on the um, news. They should keep quiet. And this season, with the team so far behind, how, you, how have you felt about things? I wish they'd play for the shirt. Well, they're not, I think they paid far too much money, but it's a sign of the times. I hope from now on, you know, today could be the start of a new beginning if you like and um, we're not out of anything yet but you know I, I won't like it I won't like it I won't like it if we don't lose today really won't like that at all but especially we just paid to go to Turin <laughs> we appreciate the support of our sponsors and Harry's who make razors have got a special offer for United We Stand listeners so what's their story for decades one big razor company has relentlessly increased prices and reaped immense profits at the expense of their customers. So Jeff and Andy, two ordinary guys, were fed up with being ripped off and they started Harry's to fix shaving. They knew that there was one way to ensure quality, so they bought their own factory. By taking less profit and selling directly over the internet, Harry's offers their blades at half the price. Their amazing quality blades are half the price of the leading five blade brand. So what do you get with Harry's? You get the blades that I've been telling you about, you get a weighted ergonomic handle, you get a rich shave gel, and you get a travel blade cover as well. You can get started shaving with Harry's today by claiming your trial set for only £3.95. Support our podcast and get your trial set delivered to you, including a razor handle, five blade cartridge, foaming shave gel, and travel blade cover by going to harrys.com forward slash united right now. That's harrys.com forward slash... It's post-match after United's uh, fairly dismal draw at home in the Champions League to Valencia, or as we've started to call it, uh, pot four. Not great, uh, but in keeping with everything that we've had to go through in the last couple of weeks. Um, coming on the back of that pretty dismal exit in the Carly, or whatever the Cup's called, Carabao Cup, League Cup, um, that followed by quite appalling performance at West Ham. Um, I think there was an expectation tonight that United... Um, would come back and at least do something that showed a bit of fight, showed a bit of spirit um, and resulted in a win that uh, at, least, at least kept the wolf away for a little bit but far from it um, hugely disappointing performance I don't think it lacked effort at times but it certainly lacked clue uh, an idea one thing it isn't going to do is uh, change the absolutely escalating pressure on uh, the manager um, it'll be interesting to see just at what point we get to that tipping point where people start to ask real questions um, as opposed to just speculating about what might happen um, not a lot we can really say to that other than poor result no um, they was booing at the end weren't they I think well yeah. gone um, I, I, I don't I don't particularly 
it, I suppose it's a, it's um, the sign of the times when I don't actually think United. You know, I, I was quite pleased with the effort. They're just not good enough, are they? And that's the problem. Yeah, you remember the old school reports where you used to get an academic grade and then a grade for at least putting the shift in. It was like yeah, you know, yeah. you got you know potentially B plus for effort, but it was an E because at the end of the day you're a thick fuck. Yeah. We've, we've all had them, haven't we? It was a bit like that. Yeah, I think we've got a few of them in our forward line as well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've we'll got a few U's in the forward line, I think. Yeah, we'll come to them. Uh, or, more, or should I say, him. Yeah. <laughs> in a minute. Yeah. Stu? Uh, yeah, a bit of effort. But I just think nothing's natural, is it? Whoever gets the ball, it's like Rashford. Everything's rushed and clumsy and forced. And like I said, not natural. Nothing flows. And that's, that's because maybe, again that the team isn't right, balanced, and there's people, obviously, certainly lots of players not play, playing to the capability. But tonight, again, I think, I don't want to single Rashford out, but I, I, he's the one who just seemed to want to be 100 miles an hour. It was like fucking Taz of Tasmania. And just, just, just slow down, just control the ball, just keep your head. And I thought at one point he was going to lose it and get sent off again. Uh, but he certainly wasn't the only one. Um, and I think it was probably the most, one of the most easy, easiest nights, both goalkeepers... Uh, I've probably had in a long time there was just nothing for either of them yeah. to do was there yeah, you're not wrong on that John just think when you see the starting lineup, you see Matic and Fellaini in midfield you see trampoline shins up front and you think to yourself you're not really going to you know you're not going there expecting to create too many chances I thought we were solid enough that they didn't really cause us too much damage at the other end but yeah it's just a, like you just said there a bit of a lack of quality and a bit of a lack of confidence from a couple of other players you know Pope was another one he's always very very hit or miss isn't he and today's had one certainly in the latter game yeah. um, what was that huddle about I've never seen that at United in my life when they did a huddle before kick off you know like Celtic used to do back in the day yeah but shit teams do huddles don't they well maybe it does fit us now maybe that's what we are actually yeah, with. yeah yeah they did a huddle which I, think I just thought sooner or later we're going to have to come to the conclusion that, that we are wanked. we are actually pretty shit <laughs> yeah. yeah well I'm, I, I, I think it, I'm I think, there I think it was more um, to show you know it's more to send a message to people I don't know yeah, that they, they give a shit yeah that they give a shit yeah, but well, I think tackling and stuff does that yeah and like shooting running. yeah I didn't know Alan was a manager yeah no, it, it was just bizarre. I, I don't. The thing is, is you know, I was sat there thinking, right, what's who's that aimed at? Is that aimed at the crowd saying, look, you know, we're going to do this, or is that aimed at? Was that one of these like players? We're going to do our own thing. Yeah, well, I'm hoping it was all. all it basically was all in a couple of Do you remember what that dick has just told us to do for the game? We were doing none of that. <laughs> I, I think they were just killing time because of a five minutes delay of kickoff. <laughs> that was odd as well, wasn't it? Yeah, five minute delay. Yeah. I don't know about that, but we were. Um, I, what from what I've read, we were late for our own gr- own game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I stayed at the Lowry and still fucking late. Yeah, well, I saw the coach go past in, in full traffic without an escort. Normally, it gets. Sent in by bikes. Like with bike. Yeah, it went past me. At, it went past me at about ten past quarter past seven when I was selling. And I thought I can't. I can't imagine. It was definitely the team bus, but I thought, well, they must have dropped off and it's going off somewhere because normally they come in with police bikes in front of him. So maybe even the police have given up on you now. Should have got, should have got the tram, shouldn't yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, imagine that. The car could have drove it. Police escorts on bicycles or something though with us. Yeah, well, they definitely wouldn't be able to get the tram home or give them that much. Uh, yeah, that, that, it was just a bit odd. I just thought it was—is that them trying to send a signal out or something like that? Um, I mean, weird, it was f- like the rest of it. Yeah, else, it was yeah. fucking. It was a was a bit weird. Um, I mean, the thing I will say though about your point on effort—that um, was very, very much for me consigned to the last sort of twenty-five minutes of the second half. I thought prior to that, 
I think they could even be criticised as not putting too much of that in. Yeah, well, the, the first thing that we didn't have any we didn't have any centre midfielders at centre half. We didn't have any, you know, um, we didn't have Rashford on a different flank to where he started last week. You know, at least there was a bit of. I get the feeling that if United played that team for the next five games, they might actually play them. They might have a chance of playing themselves into a bit of form. But I just know that you know maybe we'll come to the um, ground on Saturday, and we'll probably see you know two or three players in that team in different positions, or we'll see a different formation. And um, I think the manager's just got to stick with it. Um, you know, Sanchez was on the right wing, which were you know we've been saying and getting aerial balls. Yeah. It's, it's really bizarre, isn't it? and I, someone, someone um, pointed something out to me the other day, saying he played. Um, I think it was only a season ago um, as a as a forward, and scored 30 goals in 50 games. And you know he's not going to be anything but a flop if he plays for United in these positions, is it? Why I just does can't. he get up front or get a free pass every game? Why does he play every minute of yeah. every single game? Yeah. It's winding me up more than anything that, that Mourinho's doing. Um, I, I just think United, all we're doing now is wasting time. There's no way Mourinho's going to turn this round. And with every game, you're just wasting time. I just don't, yeah. I mean, it, he, he seems to get a free pass, doesn't he? Lukaku. Every, every other forward in United's team, you don't see again for like, you know. He's got form for doing that with centre forwards. And when he did it with Latan, we were saying the same thing about that. And he was doing the same with players yeah, at Chelsea. But I, but I, I think with Latan, he had a bit of quality about him. Everything that goes up to him pings off him. He doesn't chase anything down. He, 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 got, I they probably don't even bother washing his kit. They just hang it straight back up in the dressing room and say, right, that'll do you for, that'll do you for Saturday, uh, Romelu. And, um, yeah, you've got to change something with 10, 15 minutes to go, whether that's putting any, anyone, well, Rashford or, or Sanchez are the obvious two. You've got to put them down the middle just to change it just to give the centre half something different yeah. to think about he's never he's never going to run in behind is he no Lukaku so that, that's he, what I mean I think we're becoming really I think defenders are thinking you know we're this is really easy to defend against this and he just yeah, well, he doesn't yeah. win any balls in the air either does he which is another problem when he gets played up to him so it's, it's not sticking up front he's not he's not bringing the midfielders into it and, and there's no wingers to bring into it especially when Valencia is playing because he just doesn't get forward anyway. Oh, it's really fucking annoying. You know, he never comes off, is it? You yeah. know, yeah. Never even, never misses a game. Never comes off. You know, and at the end of the day, is it is United's only home win this year without him starting? Opening game of the season was it last year? Yeah. Didn't we? Yeah. Did he not play? He didn't start. No. So that's another thing with Sanchez. He looked dead really sharp, didn't he? In pre-season when he had to play, we had no choice but to play him through the middle. In America, I know. I know. It's only pre-season. Well, it's the only first team. Well, exactly. Yeah. And then he's he's he, since since then somehow he's managed to even look even worse than he did last season for us. Um, no doubt Pogba will be the main fucking talking point because it's just convenient to do so. But um, I'm going to put it out there that uh, I don't think Matic is having his greatest ever spell at United at the moment. And I think because of the fact that that's going under the radar with everything else that's going on, I'm not convinced that he's on his game over. He's a midfielder who can't pass a ball and can't run, which are two pretty vital components of being a set. It's like, having, it's like exactly having Jose Mourinho out on the pitch, all them things you'd expect to him, control, pedestrian, slow, sideways. It's like having a version of him on the pitch. Yeah, I think, I think he's got a free pass from United for a long time. He's not what I expect from United midfielder anyway. Lingard's the only one who you'd ever have any potential faith of getting a goal uh, in, any, in any game United play from the midfield you, unless it's a free kick where Pogba might hit the target once in a while and okay I know he scored a couple of weeks ago but you never you never expect Matic to, to get anywhere near the box Fellaini is probably only, only going to score if it's with an edder you know in, in the dying five minutes where it's getting lumped up there's just nothing from midfield is there none of them are like 
agile in any way, are they? They're just like three trees. Clumsy yeah. and slow. Yeah. And it's yeah. just... Nobody does enough running. That's the thing. Nobody busts or got to get in a box. Nobody chases anything down. You, you, there were some moments in a game today where they really got the crowd up, where they pushed them out the pitch. They, they won the ball back. It's, it's just a, such a basic thing in football to, to run and work hard and get the crowd on your side. I was watching um, Fred warm up for 20 minutes in front of me and I thought, you know, why, do, why didn't why United bring him, him on? on? Yeah, he's... Yeah, He's busy, isn't he? There's no need for Matic and in an home game. Yeah, weren't Fred's best United game probably his last game, and he's not played since. Yeah, yeah so yeah, the one he scored him. Yeah, I don't, I don't really understand yeah. why we didn't bring no, him on today. It was funny. Did you ever see that episode of fucking Father Ted where the old the old priest team? <laughs> yeah, it was a bit. It was a bit, it was a bit like watching that at times. I thought. Drink. Yeah, exactly. Are we going to? Look at anybody. I know we try and do this more often. I don't want to call it man of the match because that just wouldn't be. I've got one actually. Yeah, go I on. have. Luke Shaw, definitely. Yeah, he did play. Only well. one that passes the ball forward for United and looks yeah. to do something positive. Yeah, John. Shaw absolutely pisses it. He's the only one who could come out with any credits in it. I thought. Yeah. I, I thought Shaw did okay. I also thought Fillet wasn't playing his worst game. It wasn't his best game, but I think. He didn't do a bad job. Um, that, he did what he was there. That's the thing, to do. though, isn't it? That's the, when Fellaini has that sort of game, it's like people say, "Oh, that, that's yeah. that's the, the benchmark." Yeah. But it's not. It's, it's nowhere near good enough. Yeah, totally, Stuart. No point in coming to you. So I warned you before. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Well, you warned me every week for the last year. <laughs> uh, whenever I've asked you, be nice about somebody. Um, so um, tomorrow, then, what do you reckon it's going to be? Do you reckon it's going to be defiant? <laughs> we'll pull through this, or do you reckon we're getting ever ever closer to him going? Uh, I think I think we'll just see exactly the same thing as what we've seen since Saturday, really. Um, probably not as bad, because Saturday there was zero effort in the team. The manager um, was picking centre and midfielders at centre-back to, because mm. he's fell out with everyone. And, you know, there's no way back from that. But tonight, tonight he's, he's, he has picked a reasonable team, in my opinion. Um, effort was OK, um, but I don't think... Um, the pl- I, I think there's a lot of players in that squad that will be happy to see him go. Yeah. I think it'll go down as a, as a, as a you know, not the worst nil-nil draw you've seen, although you know, it wasn't uh, many shots uh, at all on target from either team. Um, but you can't blame Valencia for that, I don't think. They, didn't, they certainly didn't park the bus. Um, second half, they came out a bit more cagey, but they, 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 obviously they were probably expecting United to come at them in the first 20 minutes of the second half. But I think you, you know, it's, it's two teams who are, who are mid, currently pretty much mid-table in the league, in both respective leagues, who are probably going to be lucky to finish in the top seven come May. I think something needs to change very quickly. Um, I think the easiest thing to change is the manager. Yeah. I said to you, um, not that you probably remember this, on the way back from, from Brighton when we did the pod, that, mm. that I thought that by... November, United had been mid-table, yeah. and Mourinho would be out the door, and I stand I by that. And being on the no, bus no, you, you want to, but <laughs> you've probably still not been to bed from it. But was that last year? Oh, but, uh, no, I stand well, by when it. When, when he said, "I think we'll see," I think I think we'll see the same as the start since the, the weekend. Season. I hope not, because I've been seeing double since West Ham. <laughs> the start, of the season had all the. It just resembles the these final season at Chelsea, and I, I hated this whole third season syndrome thing. And I thought it was always a bit of a myth, but you look at it, seems it it's gone improving. Exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, it'd be interesting to see what uh, post-match reaction was. I mean, it was ironic. I mean, we've hit that point now where it was interesting at half-time because I think when you get booed, I think that's when people... I thought the half-time silence when the whistle went was actually quite deafening because you get booed when you've underperformed mm. and you get roared off when you've really, really gone at it and delivered a great performance. Nobody said a word and it was almost like, fuck it. 
You know what I mean? And when you have the life of a crowd sucked out you like that, that is a really bad sign. The one thing that I remember from, from certainly from a Booth's perspective was when Sanchez went off, and I don't think it was actually booing... I don't, I'm not sure, I can't work out whether it was booing him or more cheering for Martial, but I'm thinking, no, okay, Martial's not, well, not he, ripping he, up He trees. summed it off when he, when, he tried to, when he ran off the pitch, so as well, he, he started getting a bit of stick because he was walking <coughs> off the pitch when yeah, you, you've got 15 minutes. There's a lot of United game. players that need to pack <coughs> that in. You you when we need a goal, they're fucking walking there's off a the second, There's a second his name went up, the cheer went up so yeah. for me that was absolutely just like it was at Pogba on Saturday yeah. it was targeted at the player I didn't want him off I wanted Lukaku off yeah well yeah, he's that, probably why he's not doing it would be deafening if he uh, ever did that out of Apple he took both of them off and brought Romero on his, to give uh, us more striking <laughs> potency um, but then when he did trudge off sort of fucking Neil Webb yeah. Web style well, he, he, got, his, he got a load of grief he took his, uh, his tie uh, sock tie bandage thing off and like threw it down he was pissed off I, I, felt a bit, I feel a bit sorry for him because I, I can't quite work but he's even lost when he did come first come and it wasn't quite working for him he was still he was talking on the pitch he was he was all yeah. over the show he's, the work ethic was and even that's got disappeared from him now and he probably had the, be, the, the best chance certainly the second half where Fellaini did really well at the back stick in the Stratford end laid, laid it exactly laid it well, but if only laid it back and Sanchez mm. took a, a touch when he should have just toe poked it or anything but that's a confidence thing for Arsenal that would have gone top corner yeah. um, I'm, I'm going to put it to you now then if we do make the assumption that it's starting to draw in in terms of when the trigger's going to get pulled um, who do you bring in and what do you do because this is the predicament the club are going to be in of course it is yeah I mean the thing is though people say oh who's available Man United, every, every single manager out there should be available you should be able to draw from all barring three or four football clubs in the world so um, Zidane's obviously the obvious choice people keep I think it'd be a bit of a buzz. It just needs a lift of that. If people talk about Conte, I'm not, I'm not convinced about him. I don't think his football's any much more bright than Mourinho's. I do he's just not... want to come, come to Old Trafford and start and enjoy myself a bit again. I think he's the one available one, and I think he'd always give you a buzz. But imagine him uh, when he sees Lukaku's first touch. Christ. He'd be playing himself. Yeah. Well, I'd, I'd, I'd fuck him as a manager. I'd bring him as a player. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, if it does change, who do you bring? Uh, I'm, I'm not into Pochettino. At all, that's been batted around, and not just because he's not running for Tottenham. I just and Zidane's a big risk, of course he is, but fucking everyone's a risk, aren't they? Who else is there? But you know, this is what I've and people go on about money as though it's a big deal. Second <laughs> manager, get a manager in, and if a manager's no good, get rid of him. We've and get rid of him until the right well, one. Well, we've sacked every manager yeah. in history, just, about just, to, just keep. Yeah. Get, well, that's, that's the thing when people say we're not a sacking club. Well, it helps when two of them were in charge for sixty years or something like <laughs> that. All that. But, yeah, if, if it don't work, bring someone else in and keep going. Okay. City did it. Yeah, I think there's going to have to be a decision soon. Or they're going to be out of everything, pretty much, aren't they? Yeah. The way it's going. Yeah. I mean, At some point, we're going to be getting a, a fucking party with keepers. My, my, my concern is, is that they've got, you know, like with Moyes, they, didn't, they, they sacked him when it was, you know, mathematically impossible to reach the Champions League. Yeah. I worry that the club don't want to pay him off, so... Mm. You know, they're just going to yeah. keep him until it's mathematically impossible and they've got some clauses in his contract that... Right. Christmas, know. then. There can't be anybody... Yeah. There yeah. can't be anybody sat upstairs who fucking thinks that we're going to... Even if we qualify out of this group of the Champions League, mm. that we're going to do anything post-Christmas. They can't so be. they well, might think we may as well fucking keep him until the end of the season and then, then we don't have to pay him off. The real big worry is, historically, this is the time of the season when Mourinho's team play the best football as well. Mm. So God help us after Christmas if he's still here. Yeah, absolutely. 
I won't be surprised if tomorrow United's physio kicks off saying that he's been having a go at me and then we fire him for that. Um, yeah, he's done, well, one thing tonight is he's brought Bailey back in and he put, put him in his position rather than playing someone. Did you see that shot of his in the first half? Yeah, and don't get me wrong. Don't call it a shot. What my point is is that <laughs> at least it looks as if he's not yeah. picking fights with players tonight, yeah. you know, rather than, yeah. you know. It's early yet. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, that yeah, Bailey shot was more what, like a fucking. What made him think he could? Went to grand final. Two weeks. Yeah. What, what was he doing? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. He's 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 lost the Crowd point. Crowd told him to shoot, and then yeah. they were going shoot, and then he realised it wasn't. Kind of. <laughs> he's a bit too late. You don't need to shoot from <laughs> fucking four <laughs> yards, let alone forty-four yeah. yards. Yeah, you're not wrong. Thing is, though, this is the whole point. Though, is is if I genuinely think that the club will make a decision when they've got a plan of what an alternative is and it just doesn't come across that they have one because think about it I, I'm, I'm in the camp that yeah you know Manchester United might be this that and the other but I don't think it's lost on prospective managers that we're going to look in and they're going to look they're going to look at Woodward and what goes on there and they're going to look at that and think right well I'm not convinced about him then they're going to look at that squad and think I'm not sure I can get a tune out of insert X number of players here and think do you know what I'm all right where I am. I'm going to want three, four hundred million to spend. Certainly yeah, come exactly. come June. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, yeah, I might have to put up with them fuckers, and I might not get the revenue that I want. So it's just going to be one of them, you know. So I'd even be... stop the rot though and put Carrick in charge for a bit till you do get the right man. I, I, I genuinely think so right now, under Mourinho, it's only going to go one way. The problem I've got there is, is I don't think he's adapted to his system role yet. I just think that'd be an absolutely fucking colossally bad decision to make. Maybe, um, maybe. but you know, some some. Some will gather at uh, some point, but the big problem is, is whoever comes in, I still maintain that only 25. If if we get rid of the manager, I think maybe only a third of the problems is going to go, with no guarantee that a third is going to be replaced by a solution. It could just be replaced by someone that's very similar, because that's we've the now depressing <laughs> part of it. Isn't it? Yeah. You know, when when you know back in the day when United had Moyes and you know there was a, a, a thought, you know chance of him getting fired, you actually thought you know what. Looking forward to watching United again. Mm. But I'm, I'm a bit concerned now that you know it, it, this, the problems are so deep rooted now. Yes, I don't supporters I don't think would be that bothered about necessarily winning all the time or even competing. You want to go to the game for a few things. You want to be entertained, and if that means losing losing mm. games and conceding goals, you want to see players graft, and you want to see you, want, you just want to see us having a go. And we're not doing all the things that you associate with United. Do people United truly believe them? that though? I don't know. Well, last week we saw four goals and 15 would you, would you fucking penalties would you and a red card. Would you come out of here the same feeling today if you'd drawn three all as you have done as you've drawn nil? I, I can honestly say that the worst two um, games I've watched United in the last five years post-Ferguson was um, that Celta Vigo one, which we actually got to the Europa League final, cause, and which we nearly lost because we just mm. fucking sat back. And then the other one was Seville. Mm. And um, that, that, those are the worst matches I've seen at Old Trafford in the last um, five years and you know we we'll, if, if we'd have had a go it would have felt far better to me even if the outcome would have been the same yeah. you know it just absolutely sucked the fucking life out you, of me you, you, <laughs> um, yeah like, and, and can I chuck um, Stoke away under Van Gaal in there <laughs> yeah you were, well, that, you, were, you were that you were convinced that he'd be sat before we got home that day weren't you <laughs> I, did, I did say um, I did. I did say Old Trafford, but um, oh, right, yeah. I mean Saturday was probably the worst in terms of everything. Yeah, it wasn't great that. Yeah, well, yeah, starting at six a.m. and finishing at four a.m. on the Sunday wasn't my best ever idea, or could have ended up being mine. I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm in trouble as well. Yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah, well, that's two of us. <laughs> <laughs> two of us. You best off. Uh, you best off staying there. The worst thing was I was out all that time and I went out and took my car keys and blocked her car in so she couldn't go out all day. <laughs> <laughs> so, was... so you fucked off out 
Yeah. Did she not phone you to say, can you come home? 14 hours, yeah. 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 So you were blocked in for 14 hours. Batman died at 7 o'clock, apparently. 7pm, yeah. The only thing that could make this better is that there was nothing in the fridge (laughs) (laughs) and no money in the house. (laughs) And that central heating was broke. (laughs) Yeah, they they, they, they (laughs) heat you. Dog needed and shit. Done something like that. You've got have, you've got form for that though. Do you remember when you locked Mitten out of that flat in London? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You've got form for that. <laughs> uh, right, I think we'll wrap this up. Um, it's going to be uh, quite interesting to see what happens over the next couple of days. Um, uh, if you didn't manage to get the fanzine on uh, any of the three occasions that it's uh, been out at, don't worry because you've got a fourth at the weekend, um, and it'll probably be judging by. I've made a bit of an error. I've managed to arrange for these lads to give for a pre pre-match scran and a bite to eat um, and forgot myself so they'll probably only me <laughs> probably only me selling but me and Bloomy uh, um, yeah me and Bloomy oh yeah Bloomy the uh, recently engaged yeah congratulations yeah yeah, yeah. to Bloomy and uh, you know and to his missus yeah um, anyway um, we'll be out uh, if you haven't got the mag uh, next podcast uh, Andy's back in town um, so we might do one post but I'll warn you now, if we end up getting beat by Newcastle or it's another nil-nil draw, we're not coming on here and saying the same <laughs> fucking thing again. So uh, you might just have to skip us for that one. And then, the <laughs> exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've managed to drag the same thing out for three whole seasons and nobody's complained yet. Um, but uh, if it does end up being that, we'll probably swerve it and then we'll come back in uh, maybe two or three more years when uh, things have turned around <laughs> and we've got something more positive to talk about. Yeah, indeed. Right. Pogba's player manager. Pogba's fucking player. Imagine him player manager. Okay, now. Imagine that. Uh, right. Cheers for listening, and we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the latest United We Stand podcast, brought to you by Red Army Bet. We offer the best available odds on a United win, as well as a host of special bets created by Reds. With half our net profits being donated to United supporters groups, Red Army Bet is about fans, by fans, for fans. Check out our website, redarmybet.com, or download the app. Red Army Bet, we all follow United.